Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this big, beautiful world, I hope that you are able to feel grateful for all the new things in your life, all the new things that are coming, all the new things that you are hoping for and planning for and know are coming, and all the new things that you've received in the past couple months. We've been between seasons for a while. I should have started this two weeks ago. Oh, guys, I was moving, and so I am really grateful for my new city, my new apartment, and yes, even a new set of plastic shelves I bought. (laughs) They're Mexican import shelves, and they're just plastic. They're utilitarian, and they're black. (laughs) But I'm grateful for them because I was able to unpack a couple boxes and uh, put them on the shelves, and my things are starting to come together in my new, my tiny little apartment. It's probably half the size of my last place, but wow, what a difference it makes in energy to have a finished place, guys. Oh my God, I am so grateful. I am so grateful to God in this moment. (laughs) I have lived in my new place for seven, no, okay, nine days, nine days, and... I'm excited. I I just really, it's been about two weeks and two days since I saw this place. I, uh, we had a shooting. We had a shooting in a, a massacre. Twelve people gunned down in an, um, in a restaurant in Montanita Beach, which was five minutes away from where I lived. And... I knew, I just felt it. I felt the energy. My kids and I have been in a wide variety of places and we had the luxury of just doing nothing, sitting around and observing energy, observing places and cities and people and different settings. And as a result of that, I have become an energy shaman because I can discern a micro expression on someone's face. I can discern what someone's going through emotionally just by looking at them. I can... Hello, darling. Miss Knowledge Ravenspell like to say happy season 10 to you guys. Here she comes. Hey, baby girl. You want to say hi to the people? Hello. Hello. Hi, baby. Come on. I got you. You want mommy to hold you? I might have to hold the baby. (laughs) No, she just wants to say hi to you guys. Hi, girl. Thank you for the kiss. Such a sweet girl. She is loving the new house, guys. Now, I'm recording this not on my normal thing because uh, I can't. I I can't record this on my Spotify for podcasters because they suck. I was recording, and after about 11 minutes, it shut off randomly. It's one of those apps that have consistently gotten more and more shitty over time. So I'm recording this on my cell phone with some no copyright music playlist, lo-fi hip-hop mix on the background by Super Lo-Fi World. So if you need some music for content creation, just wanted to give them a quick little plug because I'm using their music for free. And it's no copyright. So hey, 
that's pretty cool, right? So if you wonder what the music is in the background, it's kind of upgraded from my usual podcast, maybe. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what to say about this. I, I was living in a really bad apartment for those of you who are new to the show. It was a construction zone and the man who owned the place was American. He kept telling me he's a professional builder and that my rent is going to pay towards or, you know, be money put towards putting in a new floor and painting the walls and refinishing the deck and making things really beautiful. And over the course of two years, the place deteriorated worse and worse and worse. He did nothing. There were holes in my floor. I could see his workshop from my bathroom. (laughs) You know, every time I hopped in the shower, I had to put a a pair of shoes over that hole. In case he's a pervert. I don't think he was, but it still made me emotionally uncomfortable, you know. Um, There were holes in the walls. There were always horrible, creepy crawlies coming in, including a very deadly black scorpion. I had to dispatch of with a spear my son made me. Boy, was he happy when I told him, hey, guess what, the spear you made me? (laughs) I killed a scorpion, a really scary one. But where I live now, um, I have had a couple of creepy crawlies come in, you know, things I were not, I was not too happy. The cat and I weren't, we were not happy to see them. Yesterday was two spiders, two uh, poisonous spiders. I was like, woo, oofta. you're from Minnesota, you know what I mean, by oofta. (laughs) And I had to kill two spiders yesterday. The cat killed the two ugly bugs. Let's just call them water bugs for the sake of my not, you know, being able to sleep if I say what they really were. (laughs) You can imagine they were huge, scary fucking bugs. Now I know. Prime Crater told me, do not keep your windows open after five o'clock. You can hear, maybe I have a fan on in here, and I do because it's too hot. (laughs) Too humid and too hot to not have a fan on the whole time. I don't have a ceiling fan where I live. That's one thing I I don't really even miss it, but I wish I had a secondary fan. But I did find in the mall a $79 air conditioner, and it's really tiny. It sits on a tabletop or on the floor and I'm going to go and check it out and see if it is what I thought it is (laughs) but I live three blocks to one of the most beautiful malls I've ever seen in my life it's massive Um, lots of uh, lots of American based businesses in there Uh, Lee Jeans I haven't worn Lee Jeans since I was a teenager (laughs) Maybe 17 years old in Minnesota, everyone wore Lee jeans. That was like the thing. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how happy I was just to see a Lee jeans store and a Baskin Robbins, guys. And I found out a couple days ago there's a Carl's Jr. in this city. And, you know, if you live in the U.S., you're like, so, you know, there's Carl's Jr. everywhere. But here, I mean, I've, I've lived outside of the United States for the most part. For the better part of over 10 years, I guess, no, about, yeah, actually it has. It's been over 10 years. Well, about eight years, I would say, because I lived in Detroit for a year and a half in the middle there somewhere. 
but I haven't seen a Carl's Jr. outside of the U.S. And I haven't eaten there in about 11 years, maybe even 12 years. So I'm going to have to mosey on over, <laughs> take the $1.50 taxi over. It might be a little bit farther, might be a $2 taxi ride <laughs> across the other end of the city. But I'm going to go check out Carl's Jr. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really weird. It's just a, one of those weird things. But um, I live across the street from a fast food place. It's not a drive through or anything tacky. It's actually all granite countertops and this massive open air space. And it's overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And they open at 5.30, just in time to see the sunset every day. And which sets around between 6 and 6.20, depends on what time of the year it is. Um, you know, the days here are 12 hours, and the nights here are 12 hours. And so you pretty much know if the sun's just coming up, it's about 6 o'clock. And if the sun's going down, it's about 6 o'clock. It's one of those really amazing things that I love about uh, living here in Ecuador. Everything's kind of even, Stephen, more or less. And um, I ate there last last uh, Saturday. It was actually really, really good food. Um, all I ate, I just had a glass of wine, which I haven't had in 18 months. I haven't had a glass of wine in that long. I can't even believe it. I used to have a, a weekly ritual of wine, but then I stopped eating pizza. I stopped eating bread for a while and um, had an incident in the only pizza parlor in town. So in the last little tiny village I lived in, I used to live in a place, you guys, 30 blocks. That was the whole place was 30 blocks. People would ask me about it. I had someone ask me how often I go to the mall or how do, often do I go shopping? I'm like, where am I going to go shopping? I live in the middle of nowhere. I live in a village in the jungle on the beach. And it was just this tiny, tiny, tiny place in a really horrible apartment. <laughs> you know, and I, and I would send people this 90-second clip that was someone had a drone. And you saw the whole place in 90 seconds. And I sent that to people and they're like, oh my God, you really do live in a small... I'm like, I'm not lying, dude. When I say 30 blocks, I think I might be a little generous. It might be actually less. It might be like 28 blocks or something, 26 blocks. Anyway. Yeah, so this, this place, uh, this city though, we have 250,000 people here, more or less. And this mall... Mm, there's one part of the mall where you're walking towards the ocean to leave. There's like a door, these double doors, glass. It's all glass. It's a big glass wall. And it's got that kind of a turquoise tint to it, right? And as you're walking and approaching these glass doors, my God, it's beautiful. You see the, the street a little bit below, but it's, you're up above the street. So your view, your vista is of the uh, the beach, the sandy beach and the ocean. And it's just one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. It reminds me of the upper scale parts of Huntington Beach where I grew up. 
I went to kindergarten there. And it reminds me of Huntington Beach. It's giving me Huntington Beach vibes. There's so many Kentucky Fried Chickens here. I'm like, what? <laughs> I haven't seen a Kentucky Fried Chicken since I left Cuenca two, over two year, years ago now. And I ate there right before I left because I knew I was going to miss it. And then I found a fried chicken place. It was actually better in Montanita. And I do miss Montanita. I was... I was a little sad to leave Montanita area, to be honest. But when I left, it was filled with military. It was filled with police. Because they don't want anything to ever happen to the tourists again. That's like a huge amount of revenue. You know, and it is very safe now as a result. It's funny, you know, how this works. And the government, the the um, president of this country just said, you know, we're going to put military police and police on that town like I think he said for the next six months or something or for the next year like it's completely safe now I mean unless you go into that restaurant you never would are gonna get you know they don't target citizens you know or, or non-citizens they just they weren't even targeting it was just mafio mafioso people you know it's just weird but, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I heard about that on a Sunday. It had happened on the Saturday night. Heard about it on a Sunday, and that Monday, I was already planning to come to Manta to look. The second place I saw is the place I got. It's just ridiculous. I've got a patio. I don't use it much because the cat has to stay indoors for two weeks and rub her head on everything so that she won't get disoriented if she gets out of the yard. There's huge gates in, like, like I don't know, massive, like, 20, 30-foot walls all the way around where I live. And so she can't get out. But, I mean, in case someone opens the door and she sneaks out, you know, she won't be able to get back in. I'll have to go find her. But um, in case that happens, she'll at least know where she belongs. So for two weeks, she and I are suffering together because we have to keep all, you know, the door and the windows open. I mean, closed. And she will um, be able to go outside in another week. She's laying around complaining and kind of in a saucy mood lately. But I've let her out a couple times just at least to our little patio area. Because I said, this is our area too. This is, you know, where once she's allowed to go outside, we'll probably hang out together outside. It's a really pleasant area. Seats about six people, eight if they're really skinny. <laughs> marble tables. It's all finished marble and tile and granite and stone and slate. This whole, this whole apartment building, it's older, but it's beautiful. There's um, these benches that this man, um, the manager, um, made. And, and they're like slices of white quartz crystal. And he uses that instead of tiles. He used that to make several benches. All right, had to uh, pause for a minute because there was an actual uh, commercial for a minute. Luckily, there was no, you know, words to it. But that was weird. <laughs> almost gave almost gave somebody free advertising there. Anyway, I, I found uh, cinnamon gum in the city. These are the weird, the weird little things you didn't even know you missed. 
I used to chew Big Red or Dentine, the cinnamon, or the Trident cinnamon, and I found the Trident cinnamon. And my God, I just, it was $1.12 or something. It was kind of a lot of money because all the other gum on the shelf, like double mint gum was like 37 cents for a little pack, a little tiny pack. And this was a pretty big pack, but it was $1.12. I was like, damn, but it's cinnamon flavored. And Ecuadorian people don't generally like, they like normal fresh cinnamon, but the cinnamon gum is very spicy. And people here don't generally like really spicy food. And if you give someone the mildest pepper, a lot of times they'll be like, <laughs> like I've seen my friend's mom was like that. She could handle like a baked, barely flavored jalapeno. It wasn't even a jalapeno. It was actually the, the green peppers are like no spice to them at all. And she was like, she couldn't breathe. She had to drink a lot of water. It was crazy. I was laughing about that kind of like, I was worried for her, but also I was kind of laughing like, whoa. <laughs> because Ecuadorian food is not spicy, although it can be. And uh, so anyway, the place where I stayed, the Airbnb where I stayed, uh, the lady wants to go into business with me. I'm not going to discuss what the business is, but I'm really excited about it. It's perfect for me. And I'm really excited. Like we're starting slow. We're having like one meeting a week and not a lot. I met my other socio, which is like a business partner. And so the three of us are going to go into business together. And I don't need a license. I don't need a, like education outside of what I've already gotten, which I do have a lot of education in this area in the States. But the third person in our little business trio knows everything we need to know legally, knows how to do all the paperwork. And we're like, oh my God, we're going to have some fun with this. Because I speak English fluently, obviously, and Spanish. And my, uh, the Airbnb lady speaks English also, and obviously Spanish. She's Ecuadorian. And this other lady doesn't speak English, but that's okay, because I understand her, and we're all getting along really well. So life is getting better. Immediately, I can't believe, I was, I was here for in like 24, well, in 24 hours, I made a friend. In 48 hours, I had an apartment. In 72 hours, I had a business partner and a way of making money. And also, um, like, three or four people want to now be... Well, actually, three people want me to... Actually, no, it was actually four, but the fourth one said, I don't need money right now. But I have three people that want to learn English from me. So when I'm settled in in a couple weeks, I'm going to start that. And it's just like, wow, it's like instant money, instant friends, instant peace, a house that I can clean with actual bleach or actual, actual like soap on the floor, antibacterial, whatever. And I, I, I will be healthier here and happier. The cat will be healthier and happier here. Not that we were unhealthy, but I feel like I'm going to be a lot healthier. There's no black mold here. There's no mold in this place. Um, this place is just beautiful. It was well kept. It was kept up. It's fully furnished. <laughs> oh, shit. Fully furnished. 
Like, I needed to buy shelves, but it, I found a shelving unit for $31. I couldn't believe it. That holds almost all my stuff. I may have to go get another one for another $31, but I mean, I thought it was going to be 100 bucks, and I'm like, oh man, this is so nice. I, this place is beautiful. I live two blocks from the hardware store where I bought this shelf, and the man who normally helps people out to their cars literally walked me home with the, with the shopping cart full of stuff and I didn't have to get a taxi to go a couple blocks because it was too much for me to carry but you know it would have been ridiculous for me to carry it would have taken an hour but you know just carrying it and like, like putting it on the ground and waiting for a few minutes because I'm tired type of thing it would have been ridiculous but yeah, I'm happy. I, I, you guys, I got an apartment for $250 a month. Includes water, includes Wi-Fi. And I'm in an area of half a million dollar homes. Half a million dollar condominiums. Right on the freaking ocean. I don't have a view. That's why my, my rent is low. In this building, the, the places with the view are $500 a month. And I don't need a view because all I need to do is walk out the front door, walk across the street to this kick-ass cheap restaurant. It's cheap. The food is high quality, but it's cheap. $3.50. I bought a big thing of nacho cheese fries. It's the first place in all of Ecuador that I've ever seen this. Nacho cheese fries. That's what I used to eat at Del Taco, guys, back in my super healthy days. <laughs> Kidding. But it had bacon bits all over. Not bacon bits, but actual bacon that they just chopped up. Bacon on top of nacho cheese fries. I'm like, damn. Next time, though, when I eat there, probably tomorrow I'm going to eat there. And I'm going to definitely have the salad. <laughs> I'm going to skip back to my healthy ways. But they have a chicken Caesar salad that looked amazing. And... Um, I'm blown away at this place, guys. I, I found the best Chinese food named Number 17 is the name of the Chinese place. The Chinese man is so sweet. When I ordered food from him, he delivered it in a taxi himself. And so the delivery is $3 because it's $1.50 here and $1.50 back. And I'm like, that's fine. Would have been, you know, I would have walked up there myself and walked back. But um, I, I didn't want to leave that night. I was like, no, I'm just going to. I'll just order. And he showed up himself, and he gave me the biggest hug. He kept kissing me on the cheek, and he kept hugging me. He was so happy to see me. This Chinese man, he uh, wore a crystal, a big honking crystal around his neck when I met him. When I saw him uh, the second time, he was wearing a different crystal. This guy's like super new agey, metaphysical like us guys. And I was like, oh, man, this place is so cool. I've seen a lot of cool-looking people. I haven't met or made friends with m more than just the, my two business partners so far, but I'm still just trying to get my apartment together. But it's the changes have been real. The changes have been good. And for those of you who have expressed a great deal of concern for me, thank you. I really appreciate it. I knew, though, that that last assignment was literally an assignment from God. And the reason why I was able to leave is the landlord finally found one woman to settle down with and he wants to marry her and he left he literally abandoned his property and went, moved to Cuenca and, and then one of the last things he told me was 
So yeah, the staircase that goes up to your apartment is uh, falling apart. I'm like, yeah, I know. I told you that. And he says, well, it's worse than what I thought. And it will not be here for like a few months from now. It, 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 once it falls apart, that's it. I cannot afford to replace it. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to live here? I can't get in or out if it falls apart. I may, it might fall apart in the middle of the night. And now I can't leave with the cat and we're just going to die here. Or I'll be out somewhere and can't come up because it fell out while I'm out and I can't get to my cat. How am I getting my stuff out of here? And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders like he always did. And he walked away. Like, I don't know. And he says, he says, I don't see it lasting past December. I'm like, why can't you fix it? And he just kind of was like shrugging his shoulders again. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, I give you $200 a month. You can't fix it with $200. And he told me I'm not dependent on your money anymore. So, hey. And I'm like, good. I'm glad you're not. Because I'm not going to live here much longer. I gave him a heads up for six months, over six months, like eight or nine months. You know, but uh, one of the last reasons or, you know, one of the last things that happened, basically, I won't say reason. But so, I mean, that was one reason. That was a huge reason to leave. You can't get in and out of your apartment, <laughs> you know, and no, we don't know when that's going to be. But it might be a month from now, two months from now, six months from now. But, you know, why risk it? My leg could have gone through that mushy ass wood, you know. And so um, that was scary. And then another thing was he, he made this tatami mat-like fence that had a hole in it because the dogs chewed through it next door. And there's a dog in the back, and these dogs start getting into the yard. And he told me it wasn't true. There's no way a dog could get through. I had to take pictures of the dogs in the yard to say, look, I'm not a liar. Why would I bother even talking to you or, or bringing this up if, I, if it's not true? You know, and uh, one of the last things he said when he wrote me um, from Cuenca when he was living over, our, he's already gone. He says, it's not now, but it's going to be in a while where I'm going to move to Cuenca. And like literally 24 hours later, he was living in Cuenca. <laughs> like, why? You know, why didn't you just say tomorrow I'm moving? <laughs> then he came back for his cat a week later and his son got a good job and it's all good. I mean, I prayed for a son to grow up and, and be okay and have his dad and, you know, nothing happened to his dad. And I prayed for him to get a good job and be able to be self-employed and take care of himself. And he got a job that pays four times more than what my son had, you know, when he was here. He's working for this lawyer that his dad's going to marry. So it was kind of a nepotism thing, but, uh, I'm glad for them. And, and, you know, his dad was with a new woman every week for a while. And I was worried about what that effect would be. And that was my assignment from God. God said, live here. Make sure these are both archangels. One's aware, one's unaware. And the unaware one is still unaware. But, you know, keep them. They're incarnated archangels. And the son was kind of emotionally and spiritually carrying the dad. And, and he was like, he couldn't do it alone. And he was only a teenager when I met him, you know, like, like 15, I think when I met him now, he's now he's 18 and everything's cool. But, um, but the dad was just not, 
responsive and like not responsible as far as you know, he was responsible for other things, you know, for his kid. Like his kid always had clothing and shelter and food and whatever. My rent was paying for his kid's food. And the lady downstairs, she was paying rent. Now neither one of us leave, live there. He has no renters. But now he his kid doesn't need it. His kid is paying for his own life. And that's what I prayed for. And that's what God told me to work on. So when you're given an assignment from God, when you work for God, you know, you just do what you're told. And so I stayed for two years under the worst conditions ever. And the mover said, these are inhumane conditions. I have never in my life seen a worse place to live. This guy did nothing and it's falling apart and it's worse than what I saw two years ago. And I said, yeah, exactly. It, it, it did. It deteriorated. But I wasn't here on assignment for that. I didn't tell him that, but I was thinking that I was only on assignment so this guy would end up in a relationship that was on the path to his enlightenment or on the path to his awakening to the twin flame journey and he's just clueless as hell <laughs> you know I don't know if he'll ever be this twin flame but I know his son will and I kept praying for his son to find his true love and so I prayed for them and when I pray for people things get better and there we go and that's what happened guys so that's but one of the, one of the things he said to me alright <laughs> Okay, I, again, it got me with the stupid commercials. I had to pause that for a minute, wait for that to be done. Oh, kind of out of practice here, guys. It's been two months. <laughs> it's, it's, I've never done it w with this musical background in a different way. I like the lo-fi. I hope you guys are enjoying it. But uh, anyway, so yeah, this is what's been going on, you know, um... One of the last things he said that made me so angry that I wrote fuck you on the fridge in dry erase marker. I'm sure he's going to have a heart attack when he sees it. Like, oh no, it's, he's going to think it's a permanent marker, but it, no, I'm not that much of an asshole. I would have been if he had been that much of an asshole. He was, but I, he was one of my assignments. You know, I was told by God to be there, so I had to wait. I work for God. I've been working for God since 2007. <laughs> But uh, this is my last assignment, God told me. When I was done and I left, God said, that was your last assignment. You're done with the assignments. I'm like, thank God. Thank you, right? But uh, all these dogs were coming into the yard, and he said, well, when I get there in a week, he says, when I get there in a week or two, I'm going to set out poisoned meat traps all over the property, and I'm going to kill those dogs. And he was acting like that's some kind of a frickin' flex. That is not a flex, dude. Killing helpless, defenseless puppies. Two of them are puppies. And one of them is a very young dog. Instead of being able to put up a fence, that actually is not like a tatami mat. <laughs> like a little bamboo placemat. That's what the fence was like. It was like it was like shards of bamboo. And he's telling me he's a professional builder. And there's all kind there's three holes in three different fences. And and because of his negligence to guard his own yard, 
he was going to put up meat traps in case puppies come in the yard. And I'm like, you do realize that my cat eats meat and she has a run of the yard. And you don't care that you're going to kill Knowledge Ravenspell. Just as long as you get the blood you're seeking from the neighbor's dogs. I could not live there anymore, guys. I left. I left. I had to leave. My cat's life was at stake, and she's my, my best friend, and I love her dearly. And she's happy in the new apartment. I'm happy in the new apartment. But I couldn't, I couldn't stay there anymore. I, I couldn't do it. Now I have a place that I've actually mopped the floor. I've actually mopped the floor. I could sweep and mop the floor. I, you know, even the last place I could sweep, but it, it was never swept. It was, it was like subfloor. It was the subflooring and it had divots and holes and it wasn't smooth enough. I mean, even when I did sweep it, it, you know, that place was so crappy that it, it actually was built so badly that when it rained hard, my second story apartment, I'm on the second floor and it was flooding in three places. Imagine that being on the second floor and having your apartment flood in three places because the rain was hard. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. The place was unbelievable. It was ridiculously, hilariously unbelievable for him to go around touting himself as this great American builder and literally people are paying money to have him build their houses and it makes me <sighs> sigh and sad and laugh a little but also I'm like really sad for the people who are going to lose their money on such a shitty builder and even this lady he's marrying she's hiring him to fix her properties and I'm just sad about that I'm sad. I, I, it makes me a little bit laugh and a little bit sad. She was mean to me back in the day, but I, you know, it's just, she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out in time. The lady who used to live downstairs from me was living in Monta and she just moved. So like a month before I moved to, to Monta, she moved to Santa Marianita, which is uh, right outside of town. It's about an hour south of me. It's in the middle of nowhere. She like she prefers living in the middle of nowhere, places that are super peaceful, with no hustle and bustle. And you know, if someone's coming down the road, it's because he's delivering water to your place, type of thing. You know, and I need more. I need the big city, guys. I I realize that now. <laughs> I've got the sand and the surf. I've got the beach. I've got you know the sunsets. I got the beauty and the nature. And there's a lot of natural places. There's hiking trails right outside the city. There are places that I could go to be at one with nature and all that shit, but I need the mall. <laughs> I need the air conditioning of the mall and the bright lights and the, you know, it, when I first, after I found this apartment and gave them 50 bucks, I went over to the mall and as I was walking around the mall in neon pink, I saw this, um, it was uh, literally neon. It was like neon lights and in the shape of angel wings and, a, and an angel halo. And it said, welcome to the good life. 
it was right after I put $50 deposit down on this place. Six days. I, so I, I put the money down, took a four-hour bus home, and I just slept for two days. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I am exhausted. I walked for 12 hours looking at places and getting to know this area a little bit. And, um, and I was just like two days, I was stiff as a board, like, you know, the bus ride up for four hours, the bus ride down for four hours, the 12 hours walking, walking, walking. And I wasn't used to walking. I've been living a sedentary life. Oh man. And now I'm walking all the time. Like I'm leaving the house four or five days a week. I'm walking all over the place and I love it. I love it here. Um, I've already been to the movies twice. I saw guardians of the galaxy three guys. I recommend it. I highly recommend it if you love the irreverent humor. It's like so weird. It's such a weird movie. The first one was weird. I didn't see the second one. But I saw the, la the last one. And I saw Book Club. If you guys have been sitting on the fence about going to see Book Club, the next chapter, go see it. It's actually good. It's funny. It's funny. It's, there's a lot of funny, raunchy humor, raunchy jokes. Like, I was shocked. I was shocked. Uh, Mary Steenburgen and Jane Fonda. Um, you know, it's good. It's really, it's, it was a good, I like all the actors. Uh, Candace Bergen is in it. Um, it's an all-star cast. Most of it. Most of the, I mean, most of the actors are all like A-list actors. It's a really good movie. Um, they're both good movies. And uh, Kiss is here in subtitles, the, the movie about Kiss. I may have to go see that one, you know, tomorrow or the next day. Um, it's playing at like 9.40 at night, you know, in English. And then the rest of the movies, you know, I could see all of them at any time. But their movies here are $2, guys, $2. I've made it a point, I've resolved in my mind, I'm going to go to the movies every week. That means I'm going to walk for 20 minutes there, walk for 20 minutes home, walk around for 10 or 20 minutes in the mall. And that my reward is being in an air-conditioned environment and sitting down and watching a good old-fashioned American movie in English. <laughs> it's so weird. And for $2 yet, if I if I got the the combo yesterday when I went to the movies, it was, I had a foot long hot dog and a, which I never eat like that, but I'm like, why not? You know, it's been a while and a popcorn, a medium popcorn and a little, uh, cookie. They said, you know, there's like a cookie covered in chocolate or I could have, um, like candy bars. Right. So I, I'm like, we'll pick the cookie covered in chocolate. It's all Ecuadorian chocolate. It's really good. And, um, and a, and a drink of your choice. And I, I just pick a water every time. Just pick a water. And it was $5 for all that. So to get in and all the food, $7. I'm like, wow. The last time I took my kids to the movie in Detroit in 2015, I paid $100 for the taxi there and the taxi back and the movie and the, all the movie food. And we ate all, everything I just mentioned is what we bought there. We bought the combos and it was a hundred dollars, thirty dollars more than thirty, like thirty-three, thirty-five dollars per person. Just to see we saw the first Martian, I think is what it's called, with Matt Damon. 
when you know where he's living on Mars by himself, terraforming the planet alone. I hope to God they don't do that alone. But anyway, so that's what's been going on, guys. Uh, it's not much of a metaphysical uh, part. This part isn't so metaphysical. We are going to get into uh, channeling Prime Creator in a little bit. I'm going to find some more mellow, <laughs> more mellow than this lo-fi music, something in the background, something kind of decent. Maybe I'll do an ambiance ASMR type of thing with that without copyright because, um, yeah, because my Spotify for podcasters app is just not working. So I have to upload this to the cloud and then download it to my Spotify for podcasters app and then you know, upload it to, to play it for you guys in time for Friday. I'm trying to get it out by Friday. I, I cannot any longer schedule. It's consistently, this app has gotten worse and worse. It's so, so shitty. It's the worst app ever. And I, and I don't know another app to use. I've looked and I don't know if there's anything. What it used to be when it was Anchor was an excellent app. And now it's just so bad. Every time they do an update, it gets worse, apparently. Other people complain, not just me. But um, it's all good. It's all good. Y'all still going to get your Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, okay? And uh, we have... Um, normally, I'm going to do one, one hour a week. I just want to give you guys an update of what's going on because it was a big deal, me living in that too. For, it was like in the beginning of the pandemic. It was really scary. It was just like, dude, I literally moved to a place that was so isolated that only one person died of COVID in the whole fucking place. Only one person. And that's because they had visited the place where all the people were dying from it. They had visited like um, Guayas in Las Playas. <laughs> and there was like 5,000 people died there. 5,000 in, in one little city. And um, it was horrible. But that guy had visited that place and he came back and everyone else was following the protocols and none of his family, thank God, got sick. And that was one my, my across the street neighbor. And he had died maybe like six months before I moved, eight months, something like that before I moved. So there was no germs. There was no COVID. There was nothing in that town. Thank you, God. Everyone was safe. Um, and everyone kept isolated from the rest of the country. So there you have it. You know, I was feeling pretty grateful about that, to be honest, you know, to be in a place where I was going to at least be safe during the pandemic, like damn. So before we head on into the, uh, channeling with prime creator, and I may just turn off the music entirely for that. I wanted to mention the wildfires across all of Canada right now. The whole country seems to be on fire and nobody is reporting it on it on the big news, on the big box news and the big box chain news people. They're just not saying the fucking thing about it. And some people are so brainwashed. They're saying, oh, it's just a control burn. It's not a controlled burn. It's not. It's um, it is uh, definitely not a controlled burn. I've seen evidence on TikTok from it where people are going to town hall meetings going, we offered our million dollar tractors. We offered our farm equipment so that we can help put out the fires. 
and the government officials remaining silent and literally ignoring the people talking about this. Um, it wasn't on the radio, it wasn't on the news. People are not being told that their homes are in danger. It's, it, I saw a footage of a helicopter with what looked like a frickin' bucket of fire going around catching the tops of all the trees. And some people are like, oh, that's just a controlled burn. And someone said, well, that's, you know, people they're saying it's a controlled burn or those people had four, four of the vaccination shots, you know. <laughs> uh, it's like I laughed really hard about that comment. Not that I have any opinion one way or the other about the vaccination. You know, honestly, I don't. I don't, you know, you have to do what you have to do one way or the other. But, um, but I was like, oh, man, it's just... Oh, you, why are you starting with that? You know, people were kind of laughing about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, guys. It was one of those things. I just wanted to get it out there. Um, if you are listening from Canada, I'm really sorry about your country being on fire. If you are listening from New York, and I know, Ray, you're in New York. I don't know who else is in New York right now, but all of New York City from the Canadian fires is so the visibility is so bad. People cannot even see outside their own window when they're inside their apartments. People are having to put, um, have to put, uh, the smoke smell from outside the buildings have seeped into the buildings and people are having a hard time breathing the whole city. Like they're under like attack of the fire, the smoke from the fires, you know, in New York, in the upper States of the United States, as far as I know, it's from British Columbia all the way across Canada, Alberta, Ontario, all of the provinces are on fire. And there's footage of them starting it. All of them. So, and if it was an emergency, if it was, which it is an emergency, but if it was something that was like, oh no, look what happened, you know, the government would have been responsive but the government instead is just going to allow it all to burn and I don't understand why but the reason I'm bringing it up is I think we need to pray for our Canadian brothers and sisters you know all the people up in Canada let's just say a quick prayer for rain that the rain comes and washes away the fire and stops people's homes and forests from burning and all the animals in the forest are safe Let's just say a prayer for that. Just, you know, um, divine universe. Insert your favorite word for God or what have you. God, goddess, <laughs> psychedelic Bob, whatever you want to call uh, the divine. Just um, a quick prayer. You know, we, we ask that our Canadian, you know, humans... <laughs> And, and star seeds, I suppose, and any aliens that are living there. You know, there might be extraterrestrials there, I don't know. <laughs> um, we just ask that they're safe, they're, they're kept safe, and that, it, you know, not too much of the forest burns, and that they do have some beautiful forest land to enjoy, and that the animals are safe, and that the rains come. Let the rains come. And that's it. So, so shall it be. And it is done. So, all right. I'm going to 
stop this here. Um, Probably next week, I'm going to get into uh, some of the crazy stuff, the in-between season happenings. Um, I I just wanted to let you know the big thing was that I moved, basically, and and, and it's beautiful, it's wonderful, the place I live. It's everything I needed, except I don't have an oven, but I do have an oven upstairs in the manager's house. He says, if you want to come and, you know, you could come cook for me and or cook, you know, cook in my place if you want. I said, well, if I cook in your place, I'm definitely going to share the food with you, obviously. And I think he'll enjoy that. He's also quite hot, I will add. He's a good-looking man, and he's sweet, and he's smart, and he's just responsive. When I told him that these ugly bugs were in my house, he, he just literally was, how? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm really scared. I was up all night. I was so freaking scared. And I was praying that God would um, put me onto a timeline where they're no longer in my house. Because a cat was afraid to attack and eat them, right? And I'm like, don't eat them because there might be poisoned. I don't know, but freaking kill them with your claws and I'll wash your paws off, you know? And she was afraid of them. There were two of them. I, I managed to bat one of them outside with a broom. And then, then there was another one. I'm like, oh my God, where are they coming from? And uh, there's a little drain in my kitchen. And he said, it's possible they're coming up through the drain. So he put tape over it for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And I'm like, you're saving my life. You're saving my psyche, dude. And he, he left me a, a whole pack of tape. He's like, in case this tape comes up off the floor, put this new tape down. And he immediately he went and he got um, a little screen that goes over the drain outside in case it was from that drain. And he put, he put a screen over it, and he fucking cemented it in. And he did a perfect job. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I live with a real builder this time, guys. An actual professional builder. I'm just, like, in awe of this guy. He knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a, a painter by trade. That's what he makes most of his living at. But he made all of the stone benches, all the masonry benches. My whole kitchen was like it's pieces of marble tile. It's absolutely gorgeous. And this table that it has like a cement post so I could put my giant water, my 42-pound water bottle on top. And it doesn't even wobble, not even a little bit. It's not made from MDF. It's like real shit, you know, real wood covered in marble like it's gorgeous but but uh I can't even tell you guys how absolutely alleviated relieved I am that that assignment's over I'm gone my cat is safe my mover came he was he said I can't do it and I said God uh he said I've got something to do on the 30th and I said God if, if the people that he's going to help on the 30th can be helped on the 2nd of June or the 1st of June or on any other day at all, can you please change his schedule around for me? And two hours later, I heard from him and he says, oh, I don't have anything to do on the 30th after all. It turns out the people did it on another day. I'm like, okay, awesome. I didn't tell him until later. I said, yeah, when I say a prayer, it go, it happens. And I prayed that those people would change days so that I could have my 30th with you. And you could help move me two days early. And he was like, yeah, no problem. 
<laughs> and he was so happy. And then on the way here, I was talking about doing a business with him. I'm like, we're not doing it quite yet, but give me another, you know, year, maybe even nine months. And I'm going to start doing a tourism business. So if you guys are interested in visiting Ecuador on a real estate tour or um, a photography nature tour or any kind of tour at all, just write me at um, either metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com or at mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com or just hit me up on TikTok at metaphysicalsoulspeak um, you know, and send her my name, Elena Fox Starks. It's A-L-A-N-N-A and then Fox, F-O-X and Starks, S-T-A-R-K-S and um just hit me up, guys. And I'm also, you can find me, Elena Fox Starks. I'm on Facebook forever. I've been on Facebook. So um, I'm not on Instagram anymore. They called me danger to the community and cut off my Instagram account. And I, I just haven't had the heart to start it up again. <laughs> I will, but I haven't. I will. I just, I just haven't gotten to it. It won't be called what it was before. I'm just trying to figure out what to call it. <laughs> But I'm going to do it. Don't worry, guys. I will. I, and by the end of this season, I probably will have an Instagram again. And I'll be able to tell you guys what's going on through Instagram as well. A lot of you miss me through Insta. So, And I know Anne Hillsborough, the writer, I, I miss you, girl. I, I, I've been thinking about you. I feel you thinking about me. I even listened to a Virgo reading where they said there's an older woman who's thinking about you, fondly praying for you. And I'm okay. And um, I know you've been worried about me. I feel it. And I, I've been worried about you too. I've been praying for you too. And I love you. And all of you that I've become friends with over the years, I love you, all of you. And all of you that are brand new to the show, I love all you too. In fact, there was somebody who just wrote me on TikTok saying, I cannot believe I found you on TikTok. It's so amazing. I'm a new listener and I love your show. And welcome, guys. All of you who are brand new to the show, welcome. All right, this is the end of the first part of the show. Sorry I dragged it out so long. Uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do uh, like probably a 35-minute channeling with uh, Prime Creator right after this. Hey guys, have you missed me? Have you missed hearing all of my wild and crazy stories? All the weird stuff that happens on the daily in my world? How are you going to find out all of this information, you ask? I'm on TikTok, guys. Yes, that's right. Go find me at Metaphysical Soul Speak to hear things about timeline hopping, glitch in the matrix, goo, ghosts that show up, and also knowledge raven spell news don't delay go check me out at metaphysical soul speak on tiktok today all right guys so i'm in the right state of mind to channel prime creator i uh talk to god on a regular basis and hear the voice the still small voice within you can do this too. Anybody can. It just takes a little practice. I read all of the Conversations with God books, and I ended up hearing the voice of God one day. I guess after I read those books, I realized 
oh, well, obviously it's possible. <laughs> and growing up as a kid, my favorite movies were Oh God. I don't know if you ever saw these movies, and they are well worth it. They're older movies. You probably can find them on YouTube or something. <clears throat> you know, probably they don't even bother to take them down anymore because they're so old. But, uh, yeah, there was like, oh, God, and then there was, oh, God, uh, something else, like, oh, God, book two or something. And then there was, oh, God, you devil. <laughs> Where And George Burns, he lived to be over 100, like 120 years old, smoked cigars every day, drank whiskey every day. <laughs> I loved that little old man, dude. Oh. Anyway, he... Uh, played God in the movies and he was hilarious and so I highly recommend it if you've never heard of it seriously look into it but it was because <clears throat> because of those movies that I believed wholeheartedly that one day I was going to meet God in a way that I could have conversations I didn't know if he was going to show up in my car sitting next to me as he did in the movies <laughs> You know, like physically and, and, you know, like as if he's a man, you know, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew someday I was going to be able to talk to God. I've, you know, everyone talks to God, you know, people who believe in God anyway, in the form of prayer, but I believed God would someday talk to me. And not that I'm special over anyone else because I knew that God could talk to anybody. It even says so in those movies, right? So it's it's kind of like one of those weird embedded beliefs that I've had in my psyche, in my subconscious and conscious mind my whole life. And I've been telepathing my whole life with uh, Brother Yeshua. Uh, most of you know him as Jesus. Uh, he and I <clears throat> have been talking for my whole life. Like where I heard his voice, sometimes I felt uh, his robes uh, gently touch my legs as I was walking to school when I was a little kid. And I felt his um, arm around my shoulder. And he said he would walk with me and protect me. And um, I would feel his uh, robes, or I guess thobe, I guess is what you call in the Middle East, the robes that men wear, uh, used to. In, in some places still do and anyway the uh, his thobe would be touching my leg as we were walking and I'd feel it I knew he was really there I felt his hand on my shoulder and I heard his voice so I have been telepathing even before that actually that was I was around 8 or 9 years old when that happened and even before that when I was like really itty bitty like maybe 2 or 3 years old a really big raven would come and tap on the glass on my window. And I would open up my little curtains to the best of my ability with my little tiny toddler hands. And it would look me in the eye and I would know it's time to go to school, spiritual school. And I would just sit there and it would transmit information to me and we would have uh, mind talking, <laughs> you know, telepathy. And so I've been <clears throat> basically telepathing my whole life. 
which makes me an indirect channel versus a direct channeler. So that's pretty much what I do. I, I don't directly channel. A direct channeler is somebody who uh, kind of lets their soul step aside and let their physical body be taken over by a group of entities or an energy multidimensionals, interdimensionals, or spirits that have passed on to the other side, or what have you, ascended masters and whatnot. And even though, you know, I trust God beyond anybody else, I still don't like my body taken over any more than it already is. Now, I know that sounds really funny if you know the truth and you've been listening to me for a while, you know that you are God. I am God. We are all God. We're just a little spark of the great divine. So, you know, I can't say I'm the whole of God because I can't think about it and create an olive tree growing out of the ground with fresh green olives on it, ready for the plucking in a matter of seconds. You know, the way that some masters have done with orange trees and the like. I can't do that. So I'm not the whole of God. (laughs) that's a little that's a little test for you if you ever think i'm i am a god i'm everything and then try to try to create you know a tree full of fruit appearing growing out of the ground right before you where you can pluck the fruit and eat it and feel nourished if you can't do that you're not there yet right (laughs) i can't do that so i know i'm not there yet But we are all on this path together. We're walking towards something. And I think that that something is a greater understanding of ourselves and the God within. I believe that we are all on a spiritual journey, even if we deny it. Even if that's not what our main focus is. A lot of people in this world just focus on what they see in front of them in the mundane world. Because that's all they can handle. It's all their soul can handle. So don't be angry at those of you who are surrounded by people who don't get it, you're listening to this show and they're still watching SpongeBob SquarePants reruns, you know, hey, just let them be, <laughs> you know, let them be themselves, let them be what they want to be in the moment, you know, they'll come around when they're ready. <clears throat> there was somebody who is particularly stubborn in my life accidentally called me the other day yesterday actually he tried to call my son weirdly like he knew us all as a family we he was our old roommate we all lived in a house in san francisco together 10 people to a house because you know san francisco pricing it's like through the roof and we did not live in a good neighborhood at all but he was very helpful he was a good roommate or housemate i suppose didn't live in the room with us he was in the house with us though and uh, he he asked he calls me and asks for my son's name, and I'm like, why would my son be at my phone? And he's like, I want to know how his teenagers are going. I'm like, well, they were fine. He's a grown adult now. He's gonna be 21 this year. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he has his own apartment. He's got his own business. He's in university. You know, he's he's doing okay. And uh, he was saying something about. Remember back when you said this thing to me? Well, I took it to heart, you know. And he's like defending himself from months ago. I'm a Hayoka lightning shaman. God put me in the position to say 
things that just blurt out of my mouth that stick in people's minds and makes them angry until they change something about themselves. And then they either will come back and tell me about it, or usually they don't. Sometimes they're grateful. Sometimes they still hate me for saying the wrong thing at the wrong time in their life. But I always make change. Wherever I go, I make change. And I don't mean to. It's just like I'm sticking my foot in my mouth again. Ah, damn it. I didn't mean to hurt their feelings. You know, I'll say something and it comes out the wrong way and shit. Now people are pissed. But anyway, whatever I said to him, I can't even remember the conversation. I don't remember what I said. You know, he was trying to date me. He asked me out over and over and over again. He was drunk and I was just like, no, you're not what I'm looking for. Not even a little bit, you know, um, you've managed to hold on to anger issues for almost 60 years without getting help, without going to counselor, without, you know, wanting to give it up. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a healed individual or somebody who's willing to work on themselves instead of saying that, you know, therapists are bunk, right? Anyway, whatever, but I got mad at him and I was just like, I just let him have it. You know, I've known this guy for freaking years. Since 2012, I've known this guy. And he's like, well, you know what you said? It wasn't true. And let me tell you something. Okay, you're right. I have anger issues. I still do. But I got to tell you something. And I don't know what I said. I just said, well, he was out of shape walking with a walker. He's still walking with a walker. Um, he really messed his body up. But he's lost 50 pounds. After we had that horrible like, last blowout on the phone, when he called me in the middle of the night drunk, you know, asking me out over and over again. I prayed for him. I was pissed at him, but I said some things that I probably shouldn't have said. But the things that I did say, the Hayoka part of me was more wise than I was. And God works through me. And this guy lost 50 pounds and he's exercising every day. He's improving himself every day. He had gotten into a fight and lost several teeth. And now he has a full set of teeth. You know, he went to the dentist and he got everything done and he's eating healthy every day. I think he said something about he's going to start meditating soon. He's, he found something. He's doing the keto diet. So he's cleaned up his act in every possible way, except he's like, I still have anger issues though, but I'm working on that. I'm working on everything. I'm like, good, you know? And, and he said, because of the things I said to him, because of the things that God said through me to him, the Hayoka part, he has other issues that in the bedroom area where he could not do anything for like 20 years and now he can. And I'm like, oh my God. He's like, now I'm going to start dating. He's like, I haven't dated in 23 years. And now because of what you said to me, everything is getting better in my life. I'm like, good. I have been praying for you. So there you go. That's another, that's another thing. God works through me. If you guys need prayers, just contact me and I'll pray for you. So whatever you need, I will pray for you. You know, things will get better. You know, um, if you deserve it and if it is your karma to receive it, it's going to be yours. It'll be yours faster. Come on in here, girl. We're going to channel God in a minute. Come on. Come on now. Come on, knowledge. She's really happy. Hello, darling. One of the reasons I got this place, you guys, is she has no less than 13 flat, cold surfaces to lay down on the way she likes. And she is so thrilled. 
like she I mean she'll take a nap for an hour in one place move to another place and she just loves it hi baby girl she's not pulling uh, plastic bags out to lay on anymore she doesn't need to because this place is clean and anyway she's a happy happy camper are you happy are you okay good I love you thanks for the kiss girl you want to say hello to the people She's rubbing her head on you guys. <laughs> she gave you guys a little kiss. She kind of put her nose and lips up to the <laughs> up to the phone to to give you guys a little kiss and a little head rub right after. So she has marked you as your as her territory. What that means is y'all belong to Knowledge Ravenspell. <laughs> My little black cat. She's kind of substantial. She's she's queen size at this point. She's she's not fat. She's in great shape, but she's uh she's a a really big cat. I call her my little pantherita, my my baby panther, and she looks like it. She acts like it. But uh, anyway, y'all are marked as her territory. I'm glad that she got to participate twice in the show. I told her yesterday. I said I'm going to record for the people tomorrow. Do you want to? be a part of it and she said yes so there you go guys she actually she she actually did what she said she's gonna do she kept true to her little cat word <laughs> which was meow <laughs> in case you're wondering all right <clears throat> so i'm already connected to a uh, prime creator and when i say prime creator i don't mean a little G God. I don't mean, you know, um, one of the people who became an ascended master and then called themselves a God or, you know, just the God of earth. <coughs> I've had people question that. What, what does that mean? Prime creator. And what I mean by it is the God above all gods, the number one true God above everyone else, not the God of the Bible who got angry and petty and mean and cruel to people <coughs> for not doing what he wanted or what I don't mean that I don't mean that God I mean the one above all else you know you could call him Ra Allah Yahweh whatever I think Ra was the lesser God I'm not really sure um yeah that's an Egyptian God but I'm not sure uh Actually, when I think about it, I'm really honestly not sure. But whatever. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I like got some like a tickle in my throat. I'm gonna have to pause this for a minute and get some water. But whatever you call the one above all the others, and the one that we're all a part of. I mean, technically, we're all connected because there's only really one being that has projected uh, bits and pieces of their mind out into the world all the worlds in, in all the universes in all the dimensions and then those little pieces of light like you and me are pretending that we are individuals without a connection to anybody until we realize oh shit we're connected to everybody so technically there's really only one being and all the beings are connected to each other but, um, and by the way, complete different side note, I finally finished 
I mean, because they just added the episodes, the final episodes. The, the TV show Manifest. It's on Netflix. And if you have not seen it, you guys, oh my God, go see Manifest. This movie is, I mean... When you want to talk about the end of the world and the beginning of the new world and the apocalypse and Armageddon and the ascension and all the spiritual stuff and how we're all connected, I mean, this show is chef's kiss to the whole thing, the whole enchilada, (laughs) the whole divine grand burrito, all right? It's got everything. It's amazing. It's it's about a manifest is the there's a lot that is a lot of different things throughout the show and you can argue for a lot of different meanings of that word. But basically who's on the manifest? Who actually was flying on the plane that day? And it's a plane that showed up like 6 years after it was supposed to land. It just never landed, and people were like, whoa, where did it go? Wasn't on the radar. It just blipped off the radar, and that was the end of that, and it showed up six years later. And so that's what the show is about. And they all realize that there's some spiritual stuff, some weirdness, and they all start gaining visions, and they're not sure if they're coming from God, and they have to figure it all out. It's a good show. It's a damn good show. It's a darned good show. I mean, it is amazing. It's weird, too. I love the supernaturally weird shows, but the OA manifest, these are good shows. Sense 8. It's just the word sense with the number 8. Sense 8. Um, that's about a cluster of twin flames that come to earth together and they all have telepathy with each other and they find each other through the telepathy. I hope to fuck my twin flame finds me through telepathy. Anyway, I just, I wanted to let you guys know about manifest before I go on with the rest of this uh, channeling or with the channeling, because it's kind of ties in with what I was just talking about the end, especially like, Oh my God, the end. I mean, Oh man. And it's like the last episode. It's like one surprise after another, after another, after another. Stuff you don't see coming. And it's like, oh, man. Oh, it's such a good show. Oh, shit. But, um, yeah, it's um, very much in alignment with what I've been saying. Uh, A lot of it's just obviously fiction. But there's some greater themes, underlying themes, and covert and overt themes of stuff that I have been talking to you guys about now for 10 seasons, spiritually speaking. And anyway, but they did talk about how we're all connected. It doesn't matter if we're, you know, deemed good or bad. It's not up to us to judge other people. It's just uh, up to us to include everybody and love everybody no matter what. And we are meant to try our damnedest, try our best to do all of the tasks set before us by 
the god himself, the main, the main prime creator himself, do what we're supposed to do, endure whatever we're gonna endure, because a lot of it is karma, and a lot of it is testing us, and a lot of it is needing us into whiteness, God just told me, like in The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, which I did read on the show a couple seasons ago, um, you know, love needs you into whiteness, like bread, right, crushes you, your outer hole falls off, you know, and your inner hole comes out, and you're just, you um, become more and more pure as love puts you through the ringer, basically, and um, that's what God does, too, you know, a lot of us go through tests, I went through a series of a really huge, powerful series of spiritual attacks as I left that area where I left. I will talk about it next week or the week after, but um, I went through some things that actually almost crippled me for a while. And I'm protected, heavily protected. I have angels and angels, and like over 100 angels protecting me and a lot of this stuff actually got through I was wearing a an evil eye necklace and it fucking broke <laughs> because of all the I mean it's just it's been it's just been a trip it's just been a fucking trip so I will tell you guys more I mean this has been really wild and adventure eventful and a lot of spiritual stuff has happened but all this whole time I knew that God was at my side and God is speaking to me God speaks through me God works through me and I am just here witnessing God's work through me and I pray for all of you and I love all of you and I'm here 100% in it uh, to help God help you and to connect with God and to know myself by knowing God. So anyway, read the books, Conversations with God, if you've never heard of them. Um, that's what sparked mine. I, one day I was praying on my rug. I am Muslim. And I was praying on my rug. And I heard the voice of God. Clear as day. Like he was sitting in the room. He wasn't, you know, sitting in the room. But I heard the voice as if it was in the room. Just like in Eat, Pray, Love, <laughs> which is a true story, or based on a true story, that something happened to a woman who heard the voice of God. <clears throat> and um, God said, you don't have to do this anymore. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? He's like, you don't have to pray on your rug anymore. You already know me. You just, we're here. The big purpose for any religion, the big purpose for any spiritual walk is to be able to hear the voice of God to know you to know the greater part of you your higher self and to speak to the God within and to hear that voice clearly follow the instructions and have that relationship basically I mean there might be other components to it but that's the basic gist of it it's what he told me you know, and he said, you don't need to be religious. You don't need to be a certain way. You don't have to be pious or wear a scarf on your head or pray on a rug or hold, you know, prayer beads or 
stare at a crucifix or any of those things. You don't need to do any of that to know the voice inside you. So this long introduction to the second part of the show is just basically to let you know that you have this power that I'm about to display for you. You have it within you. You just have to do the spiritual work. You just have to allow it to come and you have to ask out loud for it. Hey God, can you talk to me? Hey, I'm interested in knowing you, having a relationship with you. And since I've heard that still small voice within and without, I heard it without me. It was like weird. I was like, whoa. I heard it everywhere. It was like, it was like everywhere at once and nowhere at, at all. And yet it was inside me. And yet I heard it with my ears, but inside my brain at, at all, also. It was like really wild. I, I, it's hard to explain, but I knew it was God. I felt the presence of love. It was intense. It was powerful. And you can feel this too. You know, as Jesus said, you could do all this and more. He heard the voice of God. I believed him. I did. I followed the instructions Jesus set out for us. And this is the instructions. Let thine eye be single. Let thine eyes be single. And thy whole body shall be filled with light. Right? At least the Shakespeare, King James version of it. So basically, when you close your eyes and you focus on your third eye and you just meditate, let your spine be as straight as you can muster. If you have a curvature in your spine, that's okay. It'll still work. But just sit up in a chair with your feet flat on the floor. And if you can't do that, like I could never do that because I'm too short. Legs are too short. I'm too little. (laughs) I have to uh, sit cross-legged. So I do that instead. And you just meditate. Look at that third eye, and God's going to come. The peace will come. The light will come. When the light comes, your whole body literally is filled with light. That's not kundalini raising. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) In kundalini, I did in season one, go back and listen to the kundalini episode. If you're thinking you're going to raise it and force it, go listen to that before you do it. I I guarantee there's some information in that episode you're not going to want to miss. If you haven't heard it in a while and you want to listen to it because you're getting ready to open up your kundalini, I don't recommend it. <laughs> not, not until you're ready. And it will happen automatically when your body's ready. There's some very serious reasons. But I've had my kundalini raised for 23 years and I still didn't hear the voice of God for years later. So all of these events happen, but it starts with staring at your third eye with your physical eyes closed. That's how it started for me. That's how it starts for most spiritual masters when you read their books and you hear their lectures or whatever. They always say that. Just meditate, meditate, meditate. So I'm telling you all that now. (laughs) So anyway, so I can take another deep breath and uh, where you channel God. He's already starting. I'm like, let me have another breath, man. (laughs) He's saying something kind of funny. Greetings, people of Earth and all Earthlings and all creatures and beings and 
those who shall and will hear me. And he's saying animals on high, animals on the low ground, animals in the mountains, animals anywhere in the, in the world that hear me may also listen. He's in a funny mood. You're in a funny mood, God. <laughs> Prime creator. He says, you know, I'm always in a funny mood. I'm always in a dark mood. I'm always in a good mood. I'm always in a bad mood. I'm always in a mood that cannot be described. I'm always in a weird mood or a, a mood full of coincidences and weird signs from the universe. And I'm always in a mood for pizza or chili cheese dogs. I'm in the mood for vegan food. I'm in the mood to be a vegetarian. I'm always in the mood for everything because I work through each one of you. I work through each individual person. And so I live in a sea of individual variant moods. I am interested in all the moods I can possibly be in. Life is interesting. So I created it and I became life and I learned about death. I became life and I became death and I remain beyond life and death. The mystery of God is that God is a mystery. I am a mystery to myself until I look into myself and I have looked into myself by allowing all the individual selves to exist and occur over and over and over again. You occur as people of various heights and weights and ages and races and different beings on different planets and different individuals all over the universes. The me that is you is equally loved as any other me that is you or me that is he or me that is she or me that is they and I'm hearing wait so you want to talk about that now he says and by the way it is pride month happy pride month I am the Lord your God saying happy pride month <laughs> to all of the individuals that I created to be gay to all the individuals I created to be lesbian and bisexual, pansexual, non-binary, and transgender. I created all things. I created all things that people can possibly be. I created blonde eyes. Blonde eyes? I mean, blonde hair and blue eyes. Sorry about that. <laughs> he says, maybe that's something I should create next. Blonde eyes. Anybody want that? <laughs> I certainly don't want blonde eyes, God. That would be too freaky. I don't think we're ready to handle it. He says, there are some planets that I have where people have kind of blonde eyes or more of an amber-colored hue, but he says, yeah, uh, I could, I could, I could work on that if you want. You want silver eyes, gold eyes? We could do that too. <laughs> oh, he says there is a race of beings that have um, jade green 
They're kind of a blue-green jade-looking eyes, and they look like actual jade stones that are see-through, and they, and they glow. Ooh, that's weird. It says they glow and they glow in the dark, and these people are really beautiful, and they live in a world whose sun is dimming, and so as a result... The only food they could see is translucent. Is that what you're saying? He's saying it's, it, the food is translucent and it has the bioluminescence in it. And they eat it and their eyes absorb the bioluminescence. Not all of it, but some of it. And so now their eyes are glowing. As their sun started to dim, their eyes started to glow. And their eyes literally provide light for other people. So as they walk along their path, and it's kind of dark in their world, if they walk with more people, there is more light. And he says, he's saying to me, isn't that such a beautiful and gentle metaphor? And it's such a good example as a metaphor for you, all of you, earthlings, humans on earth that are interested in spirituality. As you walk in the light, your light grows bigger. As you live in the light and eat the light and consume the light, and you're not consuming bioluminescence light like these people are, but you are consuming the light of the sun, the light of your meditations, the light of your uh, light diets. And he's saying some of you are, have chosen to receive your light through vegan food or, or raw food, natural food. And some of you can't handle that physically. So you consume your light through taking in the energy and rays of the sun. Some of you do it through meditation. Some of you do it through, ooh, He's saying sleeping longer so that the light can consume you from within. So even if you're not meditating, that's why you're so sleepy, some of you. He's saying some of you sleeping 10, 9, 10, 12 hours, 11 hours. You're sleeping this long because the light comes and impermeates you because you wish to walk in the light. You've tried to call in the light. So even if You've called in the light and you're not actively seeking it. So if you're not meditating because you're working or you're too busy or you're raising a family and you just can't find the time, that light does come and it consumes you in, when you're sleeping in the dark. The light is still with you. And that light is packets of information and you get downloads and you get upgrades and you... He's saying you upload <laughs> to the light your worries and your fears and they're instantly transmuted into even more light. The peace comes in the moments in which you are absorbing the light, thinking about the light, walking in the light, living in the light, breathing the light, or just sitting quietly and gently and allowing the light to come. So what about the bioluminescence? I want to know about these people. Like, are they spiritual? They have grown to be deeply spiritual because of their sun dimming. 
they had to face their own mortality through this. They are a third dimensional, um, he's saying set of beings. They are on the third dimensional plane, but they're on the verge of fifth dimensional greatness. And they will move on. They're, these are people that will move <clears throat> quickly, like swiftly through the levels after they hit, hit the fifth dimension. He says they'll be seventh and then not too long after that, ninth. And eventually he sees them being 11th dimensional beings because they are so open to the light and the bioluminescence um, energy from the plants is that's shining through their eyes is allowing them to connect with the plants that they've already consumed. And because the plants are also in a collective of higher vibrational beings that came there to help those individuals, they all work in synergy with each other. And, and the plants are raising the vibration of the people when they eat them. And then the bioluminescence in their eyes also continuously raises the vibration of their brain. And they have an equivalent of the pineal gland. It's a little different because they have a different um, physion physiognomy, physiology. And he's saying that there's, um, it's almost like a, a diamond-shaped pineal gland. Ours is like a little round, rounded at the bottom like a sack. Um, like imagine, um, this is going to sound weird, but like a ball in, in a sack. That's what our pineal gland looks like. It's just kind of hanging down. And um, theirs is, um, it's hard on the outside like a diamond. And it's kind of a, a pale blue. And it's got a pointy, it's got pointy ends on it. And instead of suspended by um, something hanging down, like a sack hanging down, it's, um, there's spikes coming in their brain from every direction that holds it in place and and it moves as they move their head it's like a ball within a ball and it's there's liquid inside and so if they tilt their head and he says if they tilt their head in a certain way such as nodding in agreement for their people which might look different than ours but so just for imagining what it is when they nod their heads in agreement, they become more positive. Like it's something that physically allows the light in greater and they get almost addicted to the light. And so they are projecting a light consciousness everywhere they look, literally with their eyes, but also when they nod in agreement with someone else or they're affirming the life of somebody else or the ideas of somebody else, it, it, they are actually increasing their vibration with every decision to be more positive. And so they're, they're going very quickly, but they have little, very little to go by as far as negative karma or drag or resistance from past lives the way that humans do, which is another reason why uh, humans are so looked at and so loved and admired from people um, and beings and races throughout the dimensions and the universe and other worlds is because the humans are so full of that drag. <laughs> you know, 
says, imagine like the difference between, say, there's a straw with a little, like a, say there's like a, a cigarette. And he's like, some of you can relate to the cigarette thing. And, and he says, I'm, I'm not condoning smoking, but a lot of people can relate to this. So imagine there's like a, um, a cigarette uh, paper that's as wide as a straw with a few grains of, um, of tobacco in it, not much. And you light that and it's going to go really quick because there's hardly any tobacco but the airflow was super great. And it's like, you're gonna go through that really, really fast. Well, these people are like that. Like they have very little resistance, you know? But then if you turn around and look at a cigarette that say it has a double filter than normal and that filter's already filthy dirty and, and you pull, you're sucking that, you're trying to suck on that and say the cigarette with the tobacco part is absolutely packed and so dense that you could barely get any airflow. He says that would be a good way of saying the basic average person in the human condition. Like that's how much resistance you guys have is if you have a, like a double filter, fi absolutely filthy and a very, very packed cigarette. And you're just like, Ooh, you know, you could barely, you could barely suck that air through in order to even suck, you know, suck down the cigarette he says oh my god you're really funny today but <laughs> that he says that's the kind of resistance if you were gonna like compare those two things it's just a common day way of like a you know a metaphor of course but that's how the resistance and the pain and the karma and the intense drama that has happened on this planet it just doesn't happen anywhere else he says the second beyond our world, the second place that had, uh, you know, a lot of drag or the most drag after us would be the equivalent of a normal cigarette with a normal filter, which is absolutely clean with several holes in it. And the say the tobacco is packed, but bare, very, very loosely and which is hardly any drag at all. It's like a little bit of drag, but and that would be the Pleiadians and the Lyrans. Are in that category anyone else no after that the next world after that with a lot of drag has hardly any as compared to the drag that the humans are going through and, when, when, and, and he says it always kind of makes him laugh when people go man life's a drag <laughs> because it kind of really is but this is the earth school, the school of hard knocks. This is the place that is hard, hard, hard. This is the school that everyone is trying to get into. This is imagine like everybody knocking themselves out to get into Harvard or into Yale or any of the Ivy League schools. They're just like really working hard to get at those schools. And they know it's a long shot. And even if they do get in, they might not even be able to afford it. The cost, the price of admission here is fucking high as hell because you have one life, you fuck up and you have to keep coming back. And every time you come back, you fuck up again. Now you have more karma with somebody else and somebody else. And, you know, you might come here once and have a karma with two or three people. Now you're stuck. Then you come here a second time. Now you have five or six more people. Oh my God. I got to, you know, I've got karma to work out with all these individuals. 
And now, like at the end of all these lifetimes, like for me, for Elena, I had, I've lived 33,000 lifetimes. There were 33 lifetimes, but I've lived each of them a thousand freaking times. This is the final time of the final life. And for me, this is the end, right? And this is why I'm able to know as much as I know and, and understand as much as I understand because I finally don't have the resistance. I finally just gave it all up to God and like, you know what? You take the reins. You help me. And that's what God's trying to say. Like, you know, when we finally are able to uh, allow it, there is no more drag. Life is not a drag. Life becomes absolutely easy and free-flowing. And it reminds me of a TikTok video I saw today of a man who broke down crying his heart out. I'll send it to you if you guys add me on TikTok. I'll send this video to you. I send it to a friend of mine. She, she watched it three times. She's like, wow, it's like so intense. But it explains exactly how it is. Like everything is energy. Everything is matter. And when we think about something and feel something, we're just manipulating the matter in a way that we are creators and we create our own world. And what's hilarious is we, none of us know this information. So we've just made it into this huge drag, right? But we are in the worst, best school. It's like the worst school as far as it being super, super hard, super, super filled with drama, lots of karma, lots of drag, a lot of resistance. And yet we are in the best school there is because when we get out of this school, we will be ascended masters. We'll still be in kindergarten as far as like the highest vibrational masters in the universe are concerned, but we're going to be the hell up there, really far up there, if we stick to this spiritual path. I mean, some people can have 33 lifetimes and barely grow. They're still growing, no matter what you're doing. So even the people that you consider background people, I've heard some people say that, which I don't even want to get into right now, but um, even people who have a very basic life and it doesn't seem like they're doing anything other than just, you know, eating, sleeping, fighting, and fucking, like, they're still making um, progress for their soul. So don't judge anybody, even if it looks like they're doing jack-all. They're actually learning and growing to the best of their ability, and sometimes it's excruciatingly slow, especially when you're out here doing your shadow work and purging all your stuff and crying your heart out and loving others, and you're forcing yourself to love people even when you're an introvert and you hate people, <laughs> you know, you don't really hate people, but you hate interacting with them. You love them from a distance, you know, you, you just like a little nervous, a little, you know, a lot of people are like that in the spiritual community where they're just like, I, 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 I can't even talk to people. You know, a lot of people turn to God because they're so scared to talk to humans. You know, they, they would rather talk to a being that may not talk back and that makes it easy for an introvert. Right. But, but God is showing me that this world, this life is, it's hard, but it's hard for a reason. And it's a beautiful reason. It's because we're learning and growing by leaps and bounds here. And life is a drag, but don't worry about it. He's like, you're still getting the benefits of the cigarette. Now he's laughing because it's like, obviously there's very little benefit in today's cigarettes. But he says, he says, if it's a cigarette of God, it's fine. <laughs> And plus everything's an illusion anyway. It's all just a matter of perceptive 
our perception is a matter of what you believe. It's a matter of perspective. And he was saying, he's saying that, um, yeah, yeah, right. My friend Kyle, and I ignored that he said this to me. We email each other back and forth. We have like five different email chains going right now. <laughs> you know, he, he'll send a bunch of stuff and I'll send a bunch of stuff. And then we answer each other's stuff and it's just, it gets chaotic. But uh, he and I are getting to be really good friends. I've known him for like 17 years, something like that. Anyway, he's, he says, uh, you know, chocolate makes one fat. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Not even a little bit. But I didn't even respond to it. I was just like, I, I'm just going to let it go. I, I don't feel like debating it. And then like the next day, God reminded me, remember when you were like working in, I used to work at Mother Stern's Candy Company. I was a manager <clears throat> on Stern's Wharf in Santa Barbara. I was like the manager or the assistant manager. And then I think the manager quit. I ended up being the manager. And then I got fired and then, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I got fired because a friend of mine walked in while I was cleaning, had my back turned, and he, and he went and grabbed candy out of the case. I'm like, what are you doing? You need to get on the other side. Well, someone just happened to be walking by and called my boss, and I lost my job over that. I'm like, dude, seriously, I lost my job because of you, man. <laughs> anyway. But God just reminded me, remember when you used to eat? Yeah, my job, they said you can eat as much candy as you want. You could take it home. You could grab a pound or two or four. Whatever you think you're going to eat, you could bring home for your immediate family. Not like if you have like 20 aunts and uncles and all their kids. Don't do that. But, you know, just like for your mom, your dad, your brother, you know, or your boyfriend. You know, you could bring, you know, bags of candy. And some of this was back in the day was six, seven, eight dollars a pound you know, like toffee and chocolate and, oh man, it was so amazing. And I was eating chocolate nonstop and I lost so much weight. I don't know why, but I was losing. It wasn't, there's no caffeine in chocolate. So that's not it. I don't know why, but there's something in chocolate that makes you lose weight. And it was funny that my friend was saying, well, chocolate makes you gain weight, you know? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I know for a fact it doesn't, you know, but I didn't, feel like arguing so I just let it go I never even answered that it was in a, is a, in a greater email with other issues so I just ignored it but God reminded me oh yeah you, you used to eat like five pounds of chocolate a week or something it was like an insane amount of chocolate per week every day I was eating like half a pound of chocolate and I lost like 20 pounds in a month <laughs> I'm like how the hell did that happen it was high quality chocolate but still I mean I don't recommend the chocolate diet, but I'm saying whatever your mindset is, whatever your perception is, I was also riding my bike 150 miles a week. So, you know, but even before I was doing that, even before I started eating the chocolate and I was still, you know, but it's all in your perception. And that's what God's trying to get across is just that you know, what prime creator is trying to say is that it's just your energy He's okay. This is Prime Creator again. His channel. He's like, I work through you. Your energy is my energy. My energy is your energy. If you tap into the greater energy that is me, you've got me 100% all the time. Life doesn't have to be a drag. Life can be easy. It doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to be a drag. 
it could be just easy, free flowing, easy breezy. Easy peasy, easy breezy. That's what he said. You just gotta open yourself up to that light. And you just have to bring yourself to a higher vibrational energy. Just open up to that light and illuminate the path for others with what little light you've got. If you have a great amount of light, you're going to help more people. So help yourself first. He's saying like the oxygen mask on your face before you put on your baby when you're on a plane, speaking a manifest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's saying just assume the position of opening your heart up, your mind up, your life up, your soul up, just open yourself up. Each individual cell, open that up to the love and the light. It's just love. So if you don't understand the concept of light, other than a light switch that turns on a light in your room, if it, you know, which is a good metaphor for what God's talking about. But he's, he's saying, if that's too weird and abstract, just imagine the love that you feel in your heart. That's light too. And there's, and light is informational packets. We've talked about that before. And so as you open your heart, the love comes and the light comes. It will fill your whole body up. If you allow the light to consume you, it will. And you become filled up and consumed by the light, which is pure love energy. And then you will shine so bright that you'll illuminate the path of all the people around you without even trying. You just keep your eyes open, spiritually speaking, like the bioluminescent eye people. They open their eyes and they light the way for everybody. The eyes, remember, are the window to the soul. I am the Lord your God. I am the one. I am the true God. I am the God above all gods, prime creator, Allah, Yahweh, Jehovah. Whatever you want to call me is fine. <laughs> he says, not late for dinner. <laughs> Don't call me late for dinner. He's laughing about that. Obviously, he's beyond needing to eat, so it's hilarious. But he says, just understand that you're never alone. Life doesn't have to be such a drag, and it doesn't have to suck. Allow it to free flow through you, that light, that life, that energy. I'm feeling it through going through me so much that I almost feel high right now, guys. Like, just channeling like this for like long it's been what 35 40 minutes he says he says yeah about that 40 minutes he says this will be about 42 minute session you know and it's already at 55 minutes on the timer so that's um an angel number for you guys plus you know because we were talking earlier before we started the channeling but he says um just know that i always walk with you next to you, through you, behind you, in you. Every particle of air that you breathe is God. Everything that you see is God. Everything that you know, touch, feel, anything that your five senses come in contact with is God. And the internal part of you is God. Never think less of yourself than anybody else. And don't be jealous or hurtful towards other people because you're hurting God. 
and you're also hurting yourself because you are God. Friendly, quick reminder there. So he says again, I am the Lord your God, and I love you with all my heart, and I am you, and you are me. And we're moving through this world and this life together, filled with light. And the light is come, and the light is coming more and more. We are entering the times of the illumination. So let, let you, let yourself be filled with light. And it is so. End transmission. All right, there you guys have it. I'll be back with all unique and original programming next week, just like always. But until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes and light of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Love you. Bye. guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast well i have two solutions for this question number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to nine dollars and 99 cents monthly and you can stop anytime or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle bank to bank or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.